Hey everybody, you're listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast with Joyce and Shauna. Broadcasting from Braintree, Massachusetts. We're talking about music, life, whatnot. So please stay tuned. Welcome, Laura, to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast. We are really excited to have you on. We are happy to have you as part of our Red Jumpsuit community, which is where we like to just basically grow, uh, have a, all these women in one place. I feel like there just isn't that anywhere that I've seen. So Sean and I are creating our own kind of basically. Kind of like you guys with Merge Records, I feel like. And I kind of wanted to start there, if we could start there, about um, just how you guys you know, built what you built, because it's pretty amazing. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's quite a question, huh? Yeah. Did I stump you yet? Um, let's see. How we built what we built. Uh, I'd say s- slow and steady is the way we did it. Um, we really didn't have lofty goals when we started Merge. We just kind of... Um, it seemed like a fun thing to do to put out cassettes. That was the first. We started with cassettes. Um, what year was that? And then Seven Inches in 1989. Ah. We thought it'd be fun to sort of document what was going on in local scene. And um, we started doing cassettes and then later Seven Inches and selling them at local record stores and eventually branched out to selling them to some of, you know, a few distributors around um, the United States. And some of them sold overseas, too. But it was really small. You know, it was like with the cassettes, if we sold 100 of them, that was amazing. Um, And with the 7 inches, you know, usually we were doing runs of maybe 500. uh, And we felt very happy and satisfied to be able to do that. Um, And it just very organically grew from there. And I think, I think it helped a lot that we were busy with other things too. You know, this wasn't like, it wasn't like we decided, okay, our job is now going to be running a record label. Um, (laughs) We we had day jobs and we were also in a band and, um, the band was busy at the time and and uh, took up plenty of our time touring and whatnot. And so, um, I don't know, like, I think, I think for, in my opinion, it helped a lot that there wasn't a lot of pressure on Merge to succeed. Yeah. That is really cool. We were just kind of talking about that, like the, the slow and steady kind of. Get there slowly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess like, these days, well, back then, okay, back then, it seemed like, you know, it was much more of an underground thing, and it was accepted for it to be underground, and it yeah. was accepted that it was going to be small, and that was, the, it, nobody expected a mu- like a record label of local weird music to do anything but be small. Right. And these days, I feel like when anybody says, I'm going to start a record label. I don't think they're thinking, I'm going to sell 507 inches, yay. Right. I think they're thinking, right. I'm going to put out an Arcade Fire record. And I'm just like, no, 
<laughs> don't. <laughs> like, you, you can't do that. Um, right. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you, was it, do you think it was like serendipitous that, you know, you became huge or, you know, fairly yeah, successful, big. very successful. Define serendipitous. <laughs> I, like, I, I guess. Like it just kind of had, like the right bands came along where you could, you know, continue and, and or did well, they you just continue just come along. You know, I think a lot of it was. Um, yeah, maybe that's not a fair question. You chose the right band. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was everything we did, you know, from from letting it grow organically to be also being in a band at the same time. And we were our own best ambassadors because we were traveling all around everywhere and we were meeting other bands and playing with them and going, hey, right. we have this dumb little record label. Can we put out a 7-inch? Yeah. Because we like you guys. Yeah. And, you know, some of the earliest bands we did that with were like the 3Ds from New Zealand and yeah. and yeah. Um, Drive Like Jehu. And we were huge fans of them, and we couldn't believe that they wanted anything to do with us. Um, wow. That is but, so such a, like... Thank you for sharing that, Laura, because I feel like that's really inspirational for people because it is that if you cut your own path, it's always better. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. don't compromise and you do something you believe in, especially if it's passionate, it's like that's where it comes from, and mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, but yeah, spirit. also, I, like, I feel like that, sort of built the bed that, that Emerge then grew from in that, like, you know, Superchunk represented Merge. And <clears throat> because people could see, like, oh, they're on their own label. You know, at first we weren't. At first we were on Matador for the first two records. Yeah. But, um, but once Merge grew to a point where we felt like we could put out our own records, which is another whole story that we can go back to if you want. But yeah. but um, it it felt like you know our other artists could see like oh if they are willing to to put out their own records and they you know their record their label must be good and their ethics as artists you know they must understand what we all go through. I don't know. I, I, I think yeah. it just made Merge an attractive label. You did. I think you just sold it even more. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't play shows anymore, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, why is that? Well. Is it a choice? or? It is a choice that I feel like I had to make. <laughs> because, okay. So, so is that a choice? Um, uh after years of being exposed to extremely loud instruments, my ears are messed up to the point where I don't feel like I should, I can't, I, I feel like I shouldn't even go to shows anymore. I because it hear sets, you. It sets my ears <laughs> off. Yeah. And I, I don't know if things have gotten louder or not, but I think like everything is always too loud. Everybody mixes too loud. Everybody's vo stage volume is too loud. I don't get it. Um, I can't yeah. be in the room anymore yeah. because it makes my ears ring and then I can't, it makes it hard for me to understand what people are saying to me in everyday yeah. life and I, I find that unacceptable. I've, I've had the same problem, absolutely. Uh, 
But can, can we go back? Can we yes. go? Oh, can yeah, we, we want to go back in Laura time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do, 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 do. If we had a 70s like thing going back to the. So you can tell us mm-hmm. um, how Super Chunk came together or what you did before that and picking up the bass, etc. Um, so how I started playing, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. I really never imagined I would wind up playing an instrument. Um, as a kid, I didn't really do it. We had a piano in the house. I would mess with it sometimes. I could barely play chopsticks. Um, <laughs> and my sister was the one who had piano lessons and could kind of, you know, could kind of play the piano. Um, but I think I went to a piano lesson with her when we, when I was like seven and she kept going and I, I got kept home after that. Um, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I think I wasn't interested. <laughs> um, but um, so I, I was always a fan of music. I liked listening to music, but I didn't really um, I didn't really have much interest in, in playing it. And, and performing, too, seemed like a terrifying idea. Um, just because, you know, I didn't like attention. Hmm. And so... I was in college, and I was working at a pizza place called Pepper's Pizza in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I love that title. (laughs) And Mac was working there, too. Okay. And um, at some point, he was talking to... Maybe we we were all talking, and my roommate was in there who... Her, this, this is such a weird, convoluted story. Um, her dad was some big wig at Budweiser. <laughs> and um, she had been given a bass guitar that was Budweiser branded. Like wow. it looks like, you know, it had the Budweiser logo all over it. And, and um, there she was didn't... that time that they were doing stuff like that with wow. beer. All right. Beer. <laughs> Beer. <laughs> and Beer Budweiser. Yeah, you know? especially Bud. Um, and uh, she didn't know how to play it at all, but she had it, and she thought it was really cool. And Mac was like, well, I can come over and, and show you how to play it. And um, <laughs> That's cute. That is cute. <laughs> yeah, and, but it turned out that like somehow I wound up being the one that got taught how to play more so than Sue and um, he want, he asked me if I would be in a band with him and his friend Jonathan um, and so we started not Super Chunk but you know another band we were in a couple other bands before it evolved into being Super Chunk would you share um, some of those band names the band I love band with, names. With, oh God, they're so bad. And, and like you know, you're just like we have to have a band name. Oh right. no. Okay. Uh, a careful workman is the best safety device. You know, you just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you saw this sign somewhere, and you so you that's okay. That's your band name. Um, uh, and I and I think well wait, a careful workman. That was I think our band with Jeb. Bishop, 
and who is actually a really good jazz saxophonist. But um, wow, he played drums in that band. Um, and the one with Jonathan, I think it was maybe called Quit Shovin. Oh my God, that's <laughs> awesome! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she makes some fake band T-shirts with those names on it just to sell them, right? It's like, yeah, here's my one of a kind, any, right? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> considering right. you know how the, how how people seem to be running out of band names. Right. Maybe these need to be put back in circula- circulation. Maybe right. I think somebody those are two them. contenders, good t- contenders. <laughs> so um, then... Yeah, so eventually that evolved into what became Super Chunk, which was Chunk at first. Ah. Um, and, and, you know, we started out with Chuck Garrison on drums, and he... One time there was a misprint in the phone book... And instead of it saying Chuck Garrison, it said Chunk Garrison. And that is the reason. Ah. That was it. That was all. That's a cool story. So it's not a peanut butter reference. (laughs) Oh, hell no. There was, yeah, there was, I don't think the peanut butter was called that then. Ah. (laughs) No. And, And, like, of course, it was also Chunk first. And then there was, uh, like, once we got signed to Matador and we're going to put out our first record, um, it turned out there was some, like, noise band in New York called Chunk. Uh And they got in touch with us and told us, you know, sent us a cease and desist letter. Oh. And we were like, what? God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and Mac's mom said, why don't you... Why don't you call yourself Super Chunk instead? Perfect, genius. And it was you around know? the same di- time that Dinosaur had ch- had to change their name to Dinosaur Junior. Oh, right. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. I remember. Ah. I remember. It's always, it's always the other band that sends the letter <laughs> that you don't know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and who survives? Who survives? <laughs> Right. She who ceased and desisted. <laughs> <laughs> they survived. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. Well, actually, Laura, I just wanted to go back to um, to ask you where you grew up because I don't I don't know that I know that. Um, I was born in North Carolina, and I moved around a fair amount. I lived in I bo- I was born in Charlotte, lived in Goldsboro and Wilmington. And then we moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, briefly. And then we moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And I lived there the longest I lived anywhere in my childhood. I lived there for eight years. And then we moved, my mom and my brother and I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, which brought me to this area where I live now. Um, And I graduated from high school in Raleigh after one year there. Wow. Um, and, Are you in Chapel Hill? Now? And then I started at UNC oh. in Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill, that's where you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're still there? Now I'm in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. And I, I moved here in 98 um, after living in Chapel Hill for like 13 years. I love that area. It's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, really. Good vibes and lots of good music and mm-hmm. all good that people. stuff. Good people and... 
Um, I also wanted to ask if you have any kids. You have a kid, right? Do you I have, have a daughter who's 15. Daughter. Ah, you and I were pregnant at the same time, Laura. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we played bass at the same time and we were pregnant. Um, yeah, my, my youngest is 15 and my oldest is 17. So how's it going with the teenage years? So far, so good. Cool. I think, you know, <laughs> like sometimes I worry that, like, she doesn't complain much. And sometimes I worry that she's she's one of those people who doesn't communicate a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard to get her to talk about stuff. Yeah, my oldest and is I, like that. I really want to be her best friend, you know? I know the feeling. Oh, my God, Laura. <laughs> Shauna hears me talk about this all the time. I'm like, I just don't want to be the person in the house everybody hates all the time. Right. <laughs> it's like, Mom. Uh, That's why you have a dog. That's It is why I have an awesome dog. Do you have we any pets? A, we just got a dog. Oh, what'd you right get? Around Thanksgiving. Um, a mutt? She, She's a mutt. She's a rescue. I think she's, you know, she's some kind of terrier. Um, she looks kind of, I don't know, we, we have all kinds of theories. <laughs> We've been trying to figure it out. <laughs> she has sort of German shepherd coloring, but she's small. Aww. And she has really short hair. Like, so she, she looks sort of like a feist terrier or a rat terrier. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going to have to have a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She's adorable. Aww. She's very muscular and, and you know short like super short hair it's to keep us sane in this world right now uh-huh. actually yeah. i would love to touch base with what we were talking about before we really got rolling which is when we were talking about computers and just the re you know the fact that people throw things away today it's just oh. you know it, it's like i don't know like it's cool hearing you talk about like how you guys not only are having these ethics with your record company but in your lives and I think that's important today for people to hear because I feel like we need people to lead us down that yeah it's it's amazing yeah people don't want to think about it they just want to do whatever is convenient and um whatever I guess people like shiny new things don't they um yes but uh yeah we were talking about how I have a little bit of a problem with Apple products. <laughs> I think that's how it just started. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Because I, I feel like uh, they really are pretty bad about like uh, building in some planned obsolescence on their products so that people have to buy new ones. And, you know, not, not uh, continuing supporting the software. Yep. So at a certain point, yeah. um, you just have to go buy a new one if you want your phone to work anymore or your computer or whatever. Um, and building, the, like their computers, they build them really in a way where you can't just add memory or repair them. I know. And it's like, it's crazy. I mean, just like washing machines used to last. Like all these things. Mm-hmm. Everything. And, you, and I, I don't know, I, I, I have, here goes the crazy mind of Joyce Raskin, but it's like, I just go on this exponential thing of like, you know, you, it's just gluttony. It's just, we've gotten to the excess and it's like, we've got to find a way to turn around. Like mm-hmm. as a country, just. I'm a little bit afraid that the only way to turn around is for things to get super bad. Like yeah, another great depression, basically. To I was thinking the, the same thing. The kind of thrift that I saw in my grandparents. 
that, you know, I grew up seeing them not wanting to waste anything. Mm-hmm. Because they grew up in a time when everything was so precious. Agreed. And, and we've all, you know, our generation, my parents, and, and our generation too, and the generations that have come after us have grown up in this time of intense prosperity where people don't even think about what anything costs anymore. They, they leave cars running for no reason whatsoever because right. they don't care if the gas is burning up. Where it used to be in the, when I was a kid, you turned your car off because you, you didn't want to have to buy more gas. Right. <laughs> you know, it's right. like you pay. <laughs> I know. I, that's... I had to talk my mom out of buying, like, a huge TV when she has already, like, a decent size. I don't know. I don't know the inches, but, like, a decent one. I'm like, there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with this one, Mom. She's like, yeah, Yeah. but, like, some But other people have flatter ones. Hmm. Right, I have flatter ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine's not flat enough. I feel so like free recently. Like my husband and I have been trying to cut back on those things. I'm like, we just got rid of one of our cars and my husband bikes to work. And, you know, for my job, I have to drive. But like we it's so freeing to have one car. Like, why do you need two cars? Why do you need like to spend money on going out to dinner? Why do you need like we've gotten so used to it. Like you're right about that. And it's it's just a, a matter of changing your mind almost you know just uh, out of that mindset of wastefulness but it really has gotten to the point now where I agree with you it probably has to get super bad just like everything else in this country before people realize Mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah yeah I mean even things as simple as the whole bag problem the plastic bag problem I have been in, in the, the microcosm of my office, I have been trying to get people to bring reusable bags with them and not use plastic bags. And I, I set up this, this place for bag collection in the office so that if people get plastic bags, put them in here and I'll take them to the grocery store and recycle them. You would not believe how many freaking bags oh, people no. are right. still... I know. Putting in there. Right. It's insane. Right. And I, I just, you know, we, we all have more totes than we know what to do with. <laughs> so what true. is the problem? Right. Why? Right. Is it so embarrassing to tell someone you don't want the plastic bag? Right. <laughs> oh, God. That, that's, like, that's definitely more part of the culture up here anyway. You know. You You're know. in the Pacific Northwest. No. Is that right? I wish no. we were. <laughs> Sean and I wish we were. No, I'm just kidding. We're in, in New know. England. <laughs> okay. It's more of the culture to reuse bags? Yeah, we're outside of Boston. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you just said that. So. It's okay, Laura. This is where we all are. Even in the little towns out here, they're, like, banning them. I know. It's, it's, the it's bed, kind of heartwarming. Yeah. That is awesome. So that that's something. <laughs> that is something. It's not going to save Australia from burning, however. But no, but it's you know a step in the right direction. It's a an indication of uh, some awareness of something. I don't know, but I also, I like how may I ask how old you guys are? Sure, I'm forty eight, and Shauna is fifty four. Okay, I'm fifty two, awesome. and. So, 
we all grow grew up in kind of the same time where like Jimmy Carter was president, yes. and there was the mm. whole fuel crisis, and there was like he made these. I rem- I remember being very impressed with the fireside speeches he made where he was talking about how, you know, everybody needs to turn their thermostat down. Right. Like right. He, he made su- actual suggestions for people to save energy. Yeah. No, I, it's funny that you brought him up because that... I love him. I, I know. Grew up in, uh, I grew up in D.C. That's where I... I was raised and right. during the Jimmy Carter and I was just saying this to my husband that there Rosalind Carter used to come to my elementary school all the time. Mm-hmm. She was the loveliest lady. And I'm just oh. thinking in the seventies, the the woman I mean the you know, lady of the house is like in your elementary school. Yeah. First lady, the lady of the house. I don't even I don't even know these titles anymore. See Laura? Okay. This is where my the brain first is. First lady. She's the first lady. I'm coming up with new like, terms, right? Number one lady. The number one lady. But yeah, it was amazing. And and it just sort of like hearkening back to that, you know, like, yeah, that time I feel like we had some hope and people actually gave a crap and we're starting to. It was like mm-hmm. it felt like this optimism. And then the 80s came in. And I remember because it was horrible in D.C. It was like Reagan with the Mises of Pig signs oh, and, all over the place. And they immediately, Reagan immediately ripped the solar panels off the roof of the White House yes. that Carter had put on there. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he was such a good president, everybody said. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, basically. But, yeah, really. Yeah. They knew back then, they knew before that, that climate change was going to be a problem. I was just talking about this yesterday. They've known since like the 1940s at least Mm -hmm. that the Industrial Revolution changed the climate and that it was going to be a problem. And we could have, we could have been working on this. (laughs) We could have. We could have. We fucked up. Yeah. It just. Well, I feel like not enough people read Dr. Seuss. (laughs) This has been the weirdest winter here. Yes. Oh yeah. Everywhere. New England. Like. Nothing, and the, nothing. The crowd yeah. is not frozen. seventy degrees some days. Oh my god! Are yeah, the plants blooming up there yet? Are the yeah. are the, uh, the trees daffodils are up? Trees that yes, they're coming out of the ground. A little crocuses. <laughs> a little crocuses mm-hmm. in February. In February, I know. And then the wind the other day. I was like, Are we at the end of March here? Are we like, yeah, it's crazy. It really is like we're seeing it now. Which feels like... We would be under snow by now. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay, we're a big bummer. All right. All right, let's, let's, let's change oh, the subject. Oh, I am the biggest bummer. <laughs> oh, actually, I love Did it. Did I Laura. not warn you about that? <laughs> this is <laughs> wonderful, actually. Because I was going to ask you another thing, like, kind of along that lines of saying, like, when... Oh, all right, now I'm going to go on a tangent here because my brain, my chemo brain, I'm just going to apologize ahead of time. All the chemo. Oh, um, don't apologize I wanna... for your chemo brain because I got, I got, um, I got perimenopause brain, oh. and it's got to be just as bad. Oh boy! You just brought up our favorite second subject, which is <laughs> that. <laughs> How's it been going, Laura? <laughs> Woo-hoo. Great. Wait, right. but you were going to ask me something oh, else. But I Do you want to jump to perimenopause yet? We could go there. I just wanted to ask really quickly because I'm so in interested in this, like. Did you go on the road while you were pregnant and had when your kid was your daughter was really little? Um, 
Let's see. I did not go on the road when I was pregnant. I think, I don't think I did. Um, maybe I played a few shows, and I definitely played the Merge anniversary. Yeah. Um, and I think we were still in, in sort of a hiatus mode. And so I didn't really go, I didn't really play any shows until she was at least like four or five. Oh, that's cool. So you got some time with her. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. 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 Cool. I just, I was just curious. It's always for me because I feel like I don't know many mothers who are into music like I am. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's cool to just hear about that. But let's go back to Mary perimenopause because it's way more interesting. <laughs> Uh-huh. How long has it been for you? <laughs> I feel like it started as soon as I had my daughter. Like wow. there there was like I was 36 when she was born and I feel like, you know, of course you have a hormonal change right after you have a baby, but I feel like I never recovered from that. Um it 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 was the beginning of this long, slow, hormonal difference, you know? Yeah. I feel like I, but, but it's hard to, it's hard to tease out, I think, that what, what is the result of what just happens to you when you have a baby, which mm -hmm. nobody warns you about. Oh, yeah. That like, that like, oh, yes, you will be different for the rest of your life. Like, you're hormonally different, your body is different. Like, you're just going to, you, your brain is different. <laughs> you will I not know. be the same ever again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like it's, it's been, a, like, a, a long, a long journey for me right. since I was 36 to now. And I'm still not right. all the way to menopause. I, I just had a period after not having one for about eight months. I would wow. thought I was maybe there. Wow. Isn't that interesting? It's just, I don't know. I thought it was and, fun. And, 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 and technically, you know, you have to go a year without a period hmm. to yeah. be in menopause. Right. That's crazy. So then it yeah. just came, it came back. Wow. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it sucked. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard, and right? It's hard. There's not a lot of information not a lot of people like my mother never really went through menopause because she had she had a uh, she had fibroid tumors I think and had her wow. ovaries removed when I when she was in her, like maybe when she was in her 40s maybe around 40 years old and so she never and she started taking hormones and and just quit taking them the other day wow um, and so she's never gone through menopause until this year. <laughs> so, wow. um, and she's in her seventies. Um, but I've met like nobody's ever talked to me about it. And, yeah. and so it was sort of this mystery. I knew it was going to happen, but it, like, I didn't really know what to expect and nobody really has a lot of advice, you know? And yeah. I have found, you know, help with an acupuncturist who, also is really great at like helping me look at, you know, what nutritionally I need to do. Um, and, 
also found another doctor who specializes in really like women's stuff, but it's, she's not a gynecologist. She's, she's more like, I don't know. I don't like, I can't figure out exactly what she does. She's, she's really good with immune system stuff, but also I've noticed in her office, there's all this stuff for like, like sort of verging on plastic surgery advertisements. Hmm. But, but anyway, she, she is really great at like doing blood tests and doing the detective work to figure out like, okay, here's what's going on with you and here's what you need. And she, she put me on, uh, uh, like I'm, I'm using a testosterone cream and a really low dose of progesterone, and that has helped me a lot. Wow! With sleeping, also though I think really probably what's helping me the most with sleeping, which I think is one of people's biggest complaints, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is taking uh, magnesium. I think it's glu- gluconate or glycinate. Um, but I think you can take different forms of magnesium, and and most of them help with sleep. Um, that's good to know because I have insomnia, so that's good to know. <laughs> I I will look it up. Like I think it's you can take magnesium tartrate or glycinate, or there's one other or gluconate. Um, and yeah, I can't remember what the dosage is, but I take one in the morning and one at night, and it sort of calms you down. But Beware that be aware that magnesium is also a laxative. Oh, good to know. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, um. da, da. There's always a punchline. That's funny. Uh, it, you know what? It's good if you can laugh at it, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I feel like. I mean, and, and I got used to it, and now I'm fine. Like, it, it's normalized now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's, That's cool. why milk of magnesia is the called milk, milk of, of magnesia. Ah. Um, so there is something else that I discovered that I don't know, I don't know if, how common this is, but I, early, early on, like, I don't know, maybe it was almost 10 years ago at this point in my perimenopause experience, I had a few times where I would be, where I was sleeping and woke up. Because I heard something. And the first time, I woke up because I heard someone whisper, Laura, Laura, Laura. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was not scared. And I, you know, I sat up and I looked around. And then I, you know, I was like, oh, I got to pee anyway. And I I (laughs) went and peed and went back to bed. And thought like, you know, maybe I was snoring or something and my husband tried to wake me up by whispering and that's what that was. I don't know. I went back to sleep. The next day I was like, did you, did you say my name last night <laughs> because I heard it? And he's like, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So I was like, well, that was weird. And then another night, not, you know, later, sometime later. I woke up because I heard someone knocking on the front door. Went and went to the door. Nobody was there. And it's really like oh. I, I pretty I I there's a big difference between dreaming something, yeah, and like you just heard something and it woke you up. I don't know. I sleep light. Yeah, yeah. 
and I hear what's going on around me, and, you know, wow. noises will wake me up. Um, it was not a dream. Um, and another time, I woke up because I heard our screen door slam. Oh, and, okay. you know, all these times, nothing, no one. But, um, and I thought, I was thinking, like, you know, is... I'm getting chills. I know, I am yeah, getting chills, I know, chills am I too? being haunted? What's <laughs> happening? Is there is something trying to get back into my life? Um, but I was talking to somebody at, at one of my book clubs and she had, she, when I mentioned it, she was like, Oh my God, that totally happened to me. And you know what I figured out just by Googling it on the internet is that it's a symptom of menopause to have all hallucinations. (laughs) Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) You know, because I thought, like, maybe I'm losing my mind. And she was like, oh, my God, me too. I was, like, seriously thinking I was losing my mind. Yeah. And the answer was menopause. <laughs> so, so people, you know. People, if you're hallucinating out there, it's yeah, all part of the process. It oh, might my be. God. I, you know, I, I'm, I don't know that I've had that, but I've had some weird, like, ghosty kind of things anyways in my life. So I don't no, know. Me too. I believe no, in this too. crazy, crazy you know, there's something oh, else out there. That's a whole nother thing we could talk about, I, we, which do is you have one any? of my favorite topics in the world. <gasps> Can you share because a I, story? No, I grew up in a family where, like my mom's side of the family, really both sides of the family, it turns out. I didn't know it on my dad's side, but I found out more recently But they're into it too. But um, on my mom's side, she basically grew up in a haunted house in Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, her whole family got really absorbed in it. And they would, when I was a kid, they would, whenever we'd go to my grandparents' house to visit, all the grown-ups would get drunk as shit and then get out a Ouija board and start in on it and then be like, you know, and we'd all be sitting there watching and just going like, oh my God, you know, that thing is moving. And, and then they'd be like, okay, kids, time to go to bed. (laughs) 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 And we'd be going sent upstairs into the scariest part of the house while they're still down in the kitchen, like channeling spirits into the house. You know, it was crazy. Oh Um, my God. There was a, a house spirit that, you know, kind of, um, they, they said, uh, sort of helped protect the house from all these spirits that were would try to come in through this opening they would create. Um, his name is Kristoff. And wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And I feel like, you know, I probably saw him a few times. Um, one time when I was a kid, I was at my grandparents' house, and this was during the daytime, and, you know, I was like, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old, and I rounded the corner to go up the stairs and stopped dead in my tracks because there were two figures sort of coming down the stairs towards me, floating, and one had a reddish cast to it and one had a bluish cast to it, and they were holding hands, and that's all I remember. And then I just, you know, I turned and I ran away and ran outside of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me get as far away from this place as possible. <laughs> yes. But I had to go back later. Um, 
<laughs> I had actually, I'll tell you quickly with this, this uh, in the studio recording, we were on an altar in uh, New York in this old church. And the tapes went nuts, and this candle flew right at me, poured more wax all over me and my bass than I've ever seen, and it wasn't even on. The candle wasn't? The candle wasn't even lit. What? It was crazy. I didn't tell you that, Shauna. Oh, Wait a minute. Had the, candle, <laughs> had the candle been writ, lit recently? Not that I'm aware of. Ooh, that is weird. It was so creepy that we had to stop recording. We all left. It was like midnight, and this place was like The Shining at night. Mm-hmm. Like, and we go out into the snow, and it's like that bright light and all this snow. And we, I was just like, why did we choose to record <laughs> like this? That place? is weird. That it was is crazy. weird. It's called, I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's in like that upstate New York area near Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Dreamland. Do you know that studio? I've Dreamland? heard of it. I've never been there. Yeah, it was, it was pretty creepy. And I think I saw, I saw the, dead, uh, the dead priest walking around a couple times, too crazy the dead priest priest who had died in there Mm -hmm. and we were recording on the altar (laughs) kind of crazy (laughs) you were kind of asking for it i think i was one of my dramatic stories laura but we're with you there we're into all that i got a lot of ghost stories because yeah my whole family was just immersed in it and um it it really like I'm a very scientific, logical kind of person in spite of growing up that way. And I try, I try to make sense of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I do know. And I can't. Yeah. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting when I read Stephen Hawking's um, Brief History of Time which I, you know, it's like physics for, for dummies. Um, (laughs) But it was still really hard to understand. Um, Was that time is not linear. Mm. And it can fold on itself. And it is possible that there are places where time touches other times. You know what I mean? Like imagine a folded piece of paper like that is or or curled you know like um and and places where where two layers touch and that is sort of what i think about as a possible explanation for my experiences that i can't explain this is really 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 awesome talking with you laura and i (laughs) I apologize for all the like technical difficulties and the other difficulties but you are super cool and I kind of, Shauna, also, uh, that you mentioned books. I was like, this is kind of like our book club, you know, like instead of getting together and like talking to, we're reading about the book, we talk to other women musicians, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really uh, thankful that you decided to come and, and join us. It's, it's, uh, it's really nice to make our community bigger. And I really like, love having you as part of it. So thank oh, well. you. I'm happy to do it. And, and uh, we would I don't love... Know. We would love you to introduce, like, if you want to, like, we'd love to, like, play, you know, some tracks from something uh-huh. new so we could give Merge a shout out. Um, would you like to, or old, or, old or new or whatever, that you would give us permission to play? And um, uh, if you do have some things, if you could just introduce it so that we well, can go, here it is, and we could put it in. 
<laughs> we, let's see. We just recently had a Destroyer record come out. That's really great. Um, it's called Have We Met? I think it's come out. This is a problem with running a record label, okay? Ah. You, you get <laughs> you get records six months before they come out. And then, or me, for me, it's hard. Like, I, I'm like, wait a minute, is it out yet? <laughs> I've been right. listening to it for, it feels like a year. Um, but, yeah, there's this uh, Destroyer record called Have We Met. It's freaking fantastic. Um you should check that out. There's a new Caribou record that just came out today called oh. Suddenly. Nice. Which, which is great. Um, we got a Waxahachie record coming up. Um, oh, and there's this band called Cable Ties who we just started working with. They're from Australia. Um, oh. I'm really excited about them. They're, they're you know, uh, punk rock. Yeah. In a, and... and uh, very, um, you know, making serious social commentary. I really appreciate them. Oh, good. Um, and what what they're they're trying to say, you know. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's this other band I'm really excited about. This isn't coming out until May, though. Um, it might not be mixed until then. So go ahead okay. and announce it. All right, it's this <laughs> yeah. band called Jade Hairpins. And it's two of the guys from Fucked Up. <laughs> wow. Um, and it is like the most poppy, catchy music ever. It's so... Um, <laughs> oh my God, that sounds awesome. It's so awesome. It's so, it, you know, it's sort of like, it makes me think of The Cure. It makes me think of New Order. It makes me think of like, I don't know... Duran Duran, you know, yes. like the kind, the kind of um, just, awesome. just like dancey, fun pop music, um, but not like not pop music, more like punk, pop punk or something. Pop, yes, um, or pop. and uh, I don't know. The lyrics are super smart. They're adorable. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Two thumbs uh, up. And um, we're also starting to work with uh, Sweet Spirit, which is um, another band that uh, Sabrina and Andrew from A Giant Dog are in. Um, it's their more, more like uh, disco pop band as opposed to the rock band that A Giant Dog is. Um, they have a record coming out in May also called Trinidad, which is awesome. That's um, great. Yeah, is that enough? Should I stop? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I'm just happy that you, you know, because I feel like, too, it's, you know, I like going back to this word of mouth, kind of. That's how I grew up learning about music, and I still mm -hmm. do. It's like hearing it from you is really cool because it's like, oh, you know, like we, I know we share some musical interests, you know. Yeah. That's cool. And kudos to you guys. Like, I, I, I'm so happy. The person, the band that I'm super happy that you guys put out is Teenage Fan Club. Because I absolutely love those guys. They're so sweet. They are. They are so sweet. And, and make the beautiful. wonderful music. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's cool that you guys, I feel like in a lot of the death of the industry, it's cool. I, I love seeing that you guys are like putting out still some of this other music too that like I feel like from my era, whatever, that sounds so old of me, but you know what I mean? Like just good bands that just because they're older doesn't mean they're still not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's Anyways. True. But uh, we will let you go, and it was really lovely meeting with you, um, and I uh, hope we'll keep in touch. Yeah, me too. It was great to talk to you. Great so, to talk to you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you thank have you. a lovely day, lady. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. So thank you guys for subscribing to our podcast in advance. Yeah, and thanks for listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast. Our email address is redjumpsuitpodcast at gmail.com. So there you can send us some stories. Um, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, uh, send, send us an email. email. Let us know.